0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the
1: official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it, hit deep to left field and it's a gutter. Big fly.
2: to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And the driving jam time! The Americans win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com come back, pattern caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice. KMOX.
3: I'm Tom Ackerman. It's the St. Louis tradition. Cardinal baseball coming your way at 1235 today. We're nine minutes away from visiting live with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel here on KMOX's Sports on a Sunday morning. We're an hour and 20 minutes away from John Moselock the Cardinals president of baseball operations, joining us live. And in between there, a whole bunch of golf, the Ascension Charity Classic is today, the final round. They get going in about an hour. They're doing two uh, tees. So they're starting on 1 and 10 to get things going today because of the rain this morning. We'll have plenty of guests up and down the roster on that, including Colin Montgomery, who played here with a heavy heart on Friday after learning that Queen Elizabeth had passed. Uh, Her death uh, certainly is incredibly... Uh, heartbreaking to everyone in the United Kingdom and Colin Montgomery on St. Louis's uh, golf course for 9/11 uh, as well. Uh, he was here at Bell Reef Country Club on September 11th, 2001, and remembers that as well. And we talk about that coming up at 11:15 this morning. Today is a day that certainly we will carry with us for the rest of our lives. Uh, today is a day that we will never forget. Uh, the victims of 9-11. We'll never forget the response uh, of our first responders and their incredible bravery. We'll never forget how we felt on September 11th, 2001. And our hearts are with all of the families and all of those affected. um, And all of us came together on that day and that day forward. And that's something else that I definitely remember. And when I was watching today Uh, the incredible ovation for George W. Bush, the president of the United States, in the World Series when he threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium, of Jack Buck when he spoke to the crowd at Bush Stadium when we decided that, yes, I think this is time to start playing baseball again. Nobody was really sure uh, until Jack Buck got up in front of all of us and delivered that incredibly emotional and powerful poem and speech about where we were in our lives at that moment. So today is a day of thought and reflection. Uh, It is also a day for all of us to come together, and we will be talking about that a little bit later here on Sports on a Sunday morning. Uh, It is a day for Cardinal baseball, of course, and it is a day to think about also, what has happened historically to this ball club? I mean, yesterday, we're going to play the highlight for you in a moment, but I'm sure wherever you are, if you're watching the game, and Danny, Danny Mack does an awesome job on Valley Sports Midwest. Dan McLaughlin's terrific. John Rooney does an incredible job, along with Ricky Horton and Mike Claiborne, calling the games here on the radio side. And John had an awesome call that you're going to hear in just a moment. But I always think about even when you're not paying attention to the game, you find out in some way, don't you? Someone texts you or calls you, or you get an alert on your phone, and you just stop your and say, wow, he did it again. He did it again? And then you tune into the game, and you find out that that might not have even been the biggest hit of the game. Albert uh, did it again and tied the game. Uh, later with a base hit and then Nolan Arenado with an incredible hit let's go right to it this is the St. Louis Cardinals yesterday against the Pittsburgh Pirates and there's a whole bunch of football to talk about as well don't worry football fans I'm into that as well NFL week one wild day of college football yesterday but I thought that of all of it here in St. Louis this took and grabbed the headline with major force second inning Albert
1: here's the pitch by Brubaker Pujols lines it down the left field line. That is a fair ball going to the corner. Albert around first. He's digging for second. He has a double.
3: All right, that's his first hit. The Cardinals, though, fall behind one to nothing. before that on a Castro home run, and then a two-run home. Rice Winsky makes it 3-0 Pirates, and the Cardinals are falling to the Pirates again. This can't happen. Fifth inning, Donovan with this pitching
1: with the lead he deals and there's a long drive to right field that's back to the wall and it is out of here a home run for donovan and the cardinals are on the board with one out in the fifth on donovan's fourth home run of the year brendan
3: donovan's like a veteran player he comes through when you need him that was a huge home run to kind of take a breath all right back in this game it's three to one we're in the sixth now runner on and here he comes number five steps to the plate And the infield in on the right side, back on the left side, and there's a long one. Left
1: field, down the line, and it's a Gunner, 6-96 for Albert Pujols. Tie game in Pittsburgh.
3: And he ties Alex Rodriguez for fourth on the all-time list. The list looks like this now. Barry Bonds, 762. Hank Aaron, 755. Babe Ruth, 714. Albert Pujol, 696. He has shared the fourth-place spot with Alex Rodriguez with 22 games to go. And the Cardinals most importantly, have a 3-3 game. He has tied the game. O'Neill Cruz untied it with a home run in the bottom of the seventh, 4-3 Pirates, pop, top of the eighth. Albert Pujols with a runner at second. That's pinch runner Tommy Edmond.
1: The 0-2 pitch here from Stevenson. A swing and a ground ball. Base hit center field. Tommy Edmond scores the tying run. Albert Pujols delivers again. A three-hit game. Albert is a triple shy of the cycle tonight. We're how about, tied at four. How about that, John? That's
4: awesome.
3: I mean, seriously, he's three for four in this game with three RBIs. He's hitting two sixty-six on the season, and the Cardinals have a 4-4 ball game. It stays that way until the ninth inning, and this is where this Cardinals team thrives. In difficult situations, when you think they're done, they just find a way. Case in point, or Molina with a base hit to center. Then a little blue pit by Paul DeYoung. And Lars Newtbar, who pinch ran for Yadi goes all the way to third. So it's first and third with nobody out. Brendan Donovan hits a ground ball out. Uh, he's thrown out at first. I don't know why they didn't go for the double play there, but they let the runner uh go to second base De young and Newt bar is still standing at third so second and third with one out and then the batter is Corey Dickerson here's what happened. Newt
1: bars the go ahead run at third De young at second Crow with the pitch a swing and a ground ball to the second baseman the throw comes home the tag out at the plate. Newtbar is out onto third base. Goes Paul DeYoung.
3: The umpires reviewed it. I'll tell you what the TV replay looked to me like Newport got his hand in there, but the call in the field was upheld. It is a tag play. He is out, and there are two outs. And you got to be thinking as a Cardinals fan, are you kidding me? You got the runners where they are, and you cannot score this run. Paul Goldschmidt comes up, and as good as he is, a nine pitch walk for the MVP front runner, Paul Goldschmidt. Loads the bases for Nolan Aranato, and I'm sure you've heard by now what happened. Here it is. Aranato
1: standing in, waiting for Crow. dangles the right arm, glove to his chest. He straightens, and from the stretch, with the runners leading all the way around, the pitch. Aranato rips it down the left field line. Fair ball! Two-run score. Goldsmith. Comes around third base. He's being waved around. The relay to the plate. Gets away. Three runs score. Arnado goes to third. The Cardinals lead 7-4 with two outs in the ninth inning.
3: Put it in the books is one of John Rooney's best calls. Once again, the Cardinals take the lead, and this time they hold it. Ryan Helsley gives up a run in the ninth, but the Cardinals win it 7-5. Brewers also won. So the Cardinals in the NL Central are sitting there with an eight-game lead in the NL Central over Milwaukee with a day off tomorrow, and the Brewers coming in Tuesday, Wednesday. First things first, Cards and Pirates today at 1235. It'll be Jose Quintana starting for St. Louis pregame at 1140. 60 seconds away from Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel joining me right here on KMOX.
1: There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the
3: Meyer Jensen
1: Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. big fly
2: Nolan Arenado Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown Kansas City! On
3: America's Sports
2: Voice
3: KMOX. The voice of Mitch us right there at the end. Chiefs coming up after Cardinal Baseball today on KMOX. NFL Week 1 gets going, but right now we are talking baseball. We have the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals with us. Our manager chat with Oliver Marmel, sponsored by Missouri Division of Tourism. There's a for every MO. Find yours at visitmo.com. You are the talk of the town. Ollie Marmel and the St. Louis Cardinals. What a night last night. My goodness, going into Pittsburgh and getting a win. Good morning. How we doing? Doing pretty well after that. I mean that is just uh, your team's entertaining. I mean what else can you say? The team just they they not only get the job done, but they have an entertainment aspect to him. They have flair. Uh, they have fun and they have one of the greatest hitters in the history of this game. And he did it yesterday twice. Uh, he gets uh he ties the game with the historic home run, which we'll come back to, but he also gets a hit. He'll do it any way you want,
5: right? He's putting together a special season. He continues to do it. Big players do big things. And, uh, Man, that homer uh, left in a heartbeat. He got a hold of that one. And then the base hit, man, after fouling two pitches off and getting on top of the next one for that RBI, um, that's, a, that's a big part of that game. But he continues to deliver. He's done it his whole career. It's been fun to watch.
3: It's incredible. And then in that ninth inning, boy, you just keep chipping away at it, trying to find a way to get that run across. I thought the replay of Newt Bar to me, looked like maybe it just can't be overturned. but It looked like he got his hand in there. I know that uh, you all took a look at it, and the umpires decided to, to review it, and it was awfully close. Nolan Arenado, in the end said, hey, uh, we'll just we'll just clear the bases here. Forget about yeah. all that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, it was close, close enough to take a peek at, and it's one of those where whatever it was called on the field probably um, gets confirmed. Um, but thankfully, Nolan comes up, and, and here's the thing, man, he – Ofer going into that at-bat stays locked in and just delivers a perfect double down the left field line there, clears the bases. The emotion he showed after that at-bat clearly shows kind of where we're at mentally. Um, We needed it, and that was a big, big, big hit.
3: Big hit, big walk by Goldschmidt, too. I mean, it was a nine-pitch walk by Goldie just working the pitcher and setting up Arenado, wasn't
5: it? No doubt about it. He continued to foul some good pitches off. Stayed alive and uh, didn't chase. Was able to get the wall, keep that inning going, get Nolan up there to deliver. But uh, guys continue to just fight hard. It's been, uh, it's been fun.
3: I know it has. And you, again, bounce back after a loss. That is a tribute to your clubhouse. Winning is fun, and certainly there's a winning attitude there. But this has uh, been a long time coming here. This team just does not get into a lull. I mean, you're. you're is it about consistency, just preparing the same as you would not going over the top on anything after a loss.
5: That, that's exactly it. And it works on the other side too. When we win, we don't care. Um, we don't carry it into the next day. There's not one day playing off the next because then it's hard when you're, when you're in a little bit of a lull, when you're losing, uh, it, it carries into the next day as well. So, um, we won, we show up today as if yesterday didn't happen. We're preparing for today, preparing how to beat these guys, um, and get out of here with the series win. So, uh, that's the way we approach every day.
3: So today you have Jose Quintana, the former pirate going up against this pirate's outfit, which has been tough. They, they certainly, they put on their uniform over there too, and they play good ball and, and as best they can. And they've been going toe to toe with you. Quintana, Uh, Going today, the day off tomorrow, Montgomery on Tuesday. Waino is in for Wednesday for a record-breaking day. I'll I'll talk about that in a moment, but back to his last start, if I can. Adam Wainwright, what are you seeing out of number 50 right now?
5: There's a couple things we're seeing and that will be addressed in this bullpen, Um, and we think we'll see a much better version of him next time out against Milwaukee. Um, Some of it with the cutter uh and also with the with the breaking ball just getting a little loopier earlier and uh your hitters are able to see it less swing and miss but uh he's done this before he makes the adjustment we'll see a lot more swing and miss next time out so that's our hope there but um yeah it'll be a uh it'll be fun to watch him uh in in the Audi next time out that's for sure
3: yeah no doubt about it so the cardinals get the win yesterday 7 to 5 and let's go back now to Albert Pool 696 to put it in perspective, I know we talk about him every time we get together, Ollie, but this is remarkable to see the climb now, but equally as remarkable to hear his comments. Because I I know how much he respects baseball history, but he always puts the team first. And I just want to play a little bit of this for you. This is Bally Sports Midwest. They had the microphone in your clubhouse after the game.
6: I don't care who I type. At the end of the day, it's about tied in the team and given an opportunity to win Then the next couple winning. Like a pretty nice embrace with you and
2: Yachty after that home run. Can you share a little bit of that and how much you're enjoying going through this with him?
6: Well, last year for both of us, I mean, he's been like my little brother over the last 20 years and to be able to share this moment with him and being back here my last year, his last year is pretty special. So I think both of us, we're kind of feeding each other up and kind of just uh, enjoying it, you know, enjoying it and really observe and sucked everything in you know because it's you know a few months uh we've been taking this jersey off and we're not going to put it back <laughs> all run will get the headlines but the eighth inning at bat was pretty
2: important what was your perspective on that
6: well I just uh, try to get a good picture here obviously I, I think i chased a couple of pitches out of the strike zone and i think that ball that i hit was out of the stride zone too but uh just try not to do too much and, and really try to come through and really uh Try to get a good push to hit, keep it short and simple, and just try to hit it back to the middle, which I did. With two months left to play, you're not there yet. There's a list, and the only names ahead of yours are Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth. What's the meaning to be, I don't know, in that company, in that sort of? It's pretty special. I think I'm aware of where I am in the history of the game, but at the end of the day, I never, 21 years ago, when I make the ball club, uh, that wasn't something that I was chasing. 22 years later, I don't think I'm going to change my approach. I think I'm going to let things happen and just try to enjoy. And if it happens, it happens. If if not, then at the end of the day, I think everybody, you know, including myself, are pretty blessed, you know, with the career that I have.
3: Yeah, the translation of that, Ali, is for me is give me a uniform. And if I'm wearing that, I need to prove to you that I have earned that. Even at his level, he still has that attitude as he did that first year.
5: No doubt about it. Uh, All that communicates to me is focus. Um, He he does not get caught up in in any of it as far as the chase. I mean, he is strictly focused on winning and enjoying competing and embracing competition with those around him. And whatever happens, happens. But that's why he's had the career he's had. That's why he's chasing 700 is because he doesn't get lost in that. He's in the moment just focusing on competing. And whatever happens, happens. And he peaks up and he's four away.
3: And the younger guys certainly feed off of that, don't they? That that is. And, and so do the older guys. <laughs> I mean, everybody plays a part in that.
5: No doubt about it. You look at the rest of the guys, and uh, it just creates a culture you know, where nobody's satisfied. It creates a uh, it, it's it's a dual culture though. It's you nobody's satisfied, but you're enjoying competition. And if you look in our clubhouse, if you look in that dugout, guys are truly enjoying competing with one another, and that's been uh it's been a heck of a lot of fun.
3: What is your latest on your pitchers on the mend? One of them is back in your rotation and that is Jack Flaherty. What are you seeing out of Flaherty so far? Yesterday he goes five, gives up three runs on six hits.
5: Yeah, Jack uh competed well yesterday. Um with his fastball it was inconsistent, was having a tough time getting it in on lefties. used a cutter in order to get in there, made that adjustment, and uh, it played well for him. The curveball kept him in that game, and at the end of the day, competed to give us five. But uh, the more times he goes out there, the more consistent he's going to be with his command, and uh, I think we'll continue to see a good version of Jack.
3: What are you hearing about Steven Mats, and if at all, what could his role be if he is able to join you? Um, it's
5: been positive. Uh, his outings continue to be encouraging from uh, how he's recovering standpoint. Uh, he was able to throw... Uh, 30 pitches yesterday. Um, he will have the next two days off being Sunday and Monday. He'll throw an inning on Tuesday, and then we'll reevaluate and see where we're at with you- him. But that role would most likely be out of the pen coming in and giving us an inning or multiple innings uh, to bridge a star back end. So we'll see how it plays. Gotcha.
3: Uh, shifting back to your outfield, Corey Dickerson has really put something together here. He has been on a tear since the All-Star break. In fact, he has the best batting average in Major League Baseball. First I saw mentioning that was the commish, the Hall of Famer. Rick Hummel put that in the post-dispatch. Best batting average, 400 since late July. And that has given you the opportunity to, um, in a lot of ways to, to enjoy some depth there. I mean, you, you have Newt Barr, of course, has been on a nice run. Tyler O'Neill is back with you. Dylan Carlson dealing with an injury. What are you seeing there?
5: Yeah, on Dickerson, this is a perfect example of uh, of patience um, and then him being able to, to his credit, make some adjustments and start to contribute, um, and it's played out extremely well. He's having a, a really good second half, to your point. Um, we do have some depth in the outfield, and uh, to Dylan's um, side, it's uh, he's dealing with a little uh, strain of his uh, of his thumb on the left side, and uh, he's not going to swing for another couple days. Our hope is that he starts swinging after that, goes on a little rehab assignment, and make sure it feels good, and then he's able to join us soon after.
3: You have uh, also a, a bullpen that, for the most part, looks pretty healthy, doesn't it? I mean, you have to feel pretty good just where you are right now in there. I mean, Helsley gave up one run yesterday, but we know how good he's been, and Gio continues to deliver. He got the win yesterday.
5: Yeah, Gio looking really good. That slider's playing. Uh, he's gotten a lot more swing and miss with it. He's If you look at what he's done against left-handers uh, early on compared to what it looks like now, it's night and day. That's what was giving him trouble. He was struggling getting them out. He was struggling getting swing and miss, and uh, he was giving up some damage to them. And as of late, he's been really good, hasn't walked any of them, and uh, continues to put them away. Uh, Hicks is uh, doing his job. remember I mean, you go up and down that bullpen, you're feeling pretty good about it, and then Hellsley's Hellsley.
3: Uh, Gallegos just hung that one to Void. That, that's the only one I can really think of that, that uh, he'd probably want back. He put that one, and Void sent that word where uh, you can't get it.
5: No, he hit that a mile, and that's going to happen. But uh, if you look at his body of work over the last couple months, Gio's been uh, one of the best relievers in baseball.
3: Yeah, he has. And, uh, by the way, that game. So I want to end on that note. That game, that was, as I'm sure you were made aware, was the first time all season, 817 times, a team trailed by four or more runs in the ninth inning, not the St. Louis Cardinals. They came and became the first team in Major League Baseball to win a ball game after being down four or more in the ninth. Can you just... Describe what that was like from your perspective, that entire inning.
5: That that entire inning was um it was fun to be a part of. And uh the Tyler O'Neal walk was similar to the Goldie walk yesterday. It's what allowed that inning to continue. And uh and then somebody steps up and, and gets the, the knock and uh it was good to see Yachty's line drive to left field there, Edmonds um game ending, ball to left field. I mean the guys continue to not give in to the score, their inning, or the deficit. It's just, man, how do we compete? And when when they tell us it's over, it's over. Um, But those type of wins give you confidence in knowing when you go down this stretch that regardless of what inning it is or how many runs we're down, we have a chance. And uh, the guys believe it, and you can sense it in that dugout, and it's a fun environment to be a part of.
3: It was uh, a lot of fun, and if if this season continues to show great things and there's no reason to think it won't, uh, you're going to look back at that game uh, with the great fondness, regardless you will, but that was just really some win for your team. You've had a lot of those, it seems, this year. Ollie, it's been an absolute blast. We see uh, you on the field today at 1235 with Jose Quintana, and the Cardinals will be going for another series win. Good luck to you, and we'll see you back at Busch Stadium on Tuesday. All right, you got it. Good talking to you, Tom. Great to talk to the manager of the Cardinals, Ollie Marmel on KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you when we come back. Dan Reardon from the Ascension Charity Classic. Nick Ragone from Norwood Hills as well. Next hour, Colin Montgomery from Norwood Hills. Lots of golf, then back to baseball with John Mosellock. But we'll have a college football scoreboard for you. NFL Week 1. Everything you need to know is coming up on sports on a Sunday morning from the Steeple Sports Studio.
2: I'm Sandra
7: conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning.
1: And it's a gutter! fly,
2: Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal entry law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown! Kansas City! On America's Sports
3: Voice, KMOX. And welcome back to the show. Great to be along with you. Quick look at college football. Mizzou smoked by K-State. My goodness, 40-12, to 12, and it wasn't even that close. They had a lot of trouble throwing the ball, running the ball, stopping the ball, everything. It just was a disaster for an SEC team going into a Big 12. First time Mizzou had visited a Big 12 since they left the Big 12. And K-State handed it to them, and they're not that great. They're good. Uh, but they they really laid it on them. Illinois, impressive, beating Virginia 24-3. to Nice bounce back after losing to Indiana last week. Good defense. Get the win. They're 2-1 on the season. Uh, some rough games for some very high-level programs. Notre Dame loses to Marshall. Uh, Texas A&M drops one to another Sunbelt team. Appalachian State. Uh, Georgia Southern beats Nebraska, which I can't imagine being a Nebraska fan right now. What the heck is going on there? And Wisconsin losing to Washington State. Maybe that's not as shocking because Washington State's coming out of the Pac-12, but still, goodness gracious, what in the world? College football is crazy right now. And Texas almost beat Alabama. I was watching that up in the uh, 18th at uh, the Ascension Charity Classic. And then Alabama... Boots, a field goal to win it. Dan Reardon joins us, our KMOX senior golf editor. He wasn't watching that. He was paying attention to the field out there and a good leaderboard, isn't it, Dan, at the Ascension in Orwood Hills?
8: Yeah, Tom, not just good, uh, special, you know. Um... You know, uh, Nick Ragon really uh, didn't know when he dropped his money in the slot machine that he would get three bars on Sunday in the second year of this championship. You know, the the most unique thing you can put on a golf resume as a professional golfer is to be a Ryder Cup captain. And it, it's the one thing that Phil Mickelson had the greatest hesit- hesitancy on when he took his $200 million bounty that he knew he would never be a Ryder Cup captain. And you can, you can group them together the first day of a tournament – and get a nice crowd. They may play together sometime uh, during a week. But to have three Ryder Cup captains playing in the final group on Sunday at the Ascension Charity Classic, you just don't have that happen. You don't have that happen, uh, certainly on the uh, on the regular tour because of age, but even on the Champions Tour. I, I don't know that it's ever happened before, but yet you have Patrick Harrington and Steve Stricker who were rival captains a year ago at Westling Straits, Uh, paired with Bernhard Langer, who won the Ryder Cup in one of the most lopsided wins in 2004 at Oakland Hills. They may not produce the winner, but they are certainly a dynamic group to watch today.
3: Absolutely. You have Harrington at 11-under, and you mentioned uh, Stricker is sitting there at 10-under along with Langer. And then you know, lurking back 3 behind them and four shots off the lead is Ernie Els, certainly someone who could be in play if he could get it going. Do you expect low scores today with these soft conditions?
8: Yeah, I would expect the scoring would be really good. And if you were handicapping that trio I talked about, you would you would think the person most uh, hurt by the rain because it will lengthen the golf course a little bit would be longer at 865. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, longer two years ago Found himself on Sunday in the final group with Bryson DeChambeau at Augusta National, uh, and uh, I talked to Terry Holder's caddy, and there were times he was 70 yards back of DeChambeau off the tee, and yet he beat him uh, uh, that day at Augusta National. So, Langer knows how to handle a longer golf course, but you know, you mentioned uh, uh, people coming off off of the lead. How about Steven Alker, who is the leading money winner right now on the tour? He's at eight under, only three off the lead. So I I would be looking over my shoulder, I guess, if I was in that final group. We've seen a 65 come out of the golf course uh, both of the first two days, and probably we'll see something like that again today.
3: Yeah, Stricker had one yesterday, Harrington and Longer, each with 65s on day one. John Daly was in there for a while, but shot a 72 yesterday, Dan, so he's faded to three under for the championship. Overall, though, and Colin Montgomery, who also shot a 69 uh, out of the gate, has shot a 72 daily with 67-72. Montgomery, who's going to be on the show here in about a half hour, went 69-72 first two days. But overall, Dan, uh, it's a good field. It's a good tournament. And we're going to have Nick Ragon joining us here in just a second. But your overall thoughts on how he has set up this tournament for year number two.
8: Oh, it's a winner. It's a winner. I was listening to Steve Stricker after his round yesterday talk about all the things that were good about this championship. And uh, it's, it's a constant theme coming from the players. They they have been pleasantly surprised and and pleased with what they experience here in St. Louis. And one, one quick note about Longer that people should remember, this might be the last time we'll see Longer in St. Louis. He's 65. I don't know that it's common knowledge out there, but he's done playing on a regular basis on on the Champions Tour. He's going to play a very limited schedule uh, going forward. Uh, So this is his last chance at winning the money title, Uh, It's his chance at getting one closer to Irwin for that total of 45. So people should pay attention to Longer. Like I said, he's, he's somebody that has led the money list, I think, 10 times on the Senior Tour. But if he would win, we know he would be back in St. Louis, but there's no guarantees beyond that.
3: That is absolutely a good point to make, really is, to see a legend like that. 43 PGA Tour champions wins, trailing Hale Irwin's 45. Irwin was on the golf course yesterday, and Dan, we appreciate it. Thank you for that, and I'll see you out there.
8: Enjoyed it, Tom.
3: And joining us is Nick Ragone, Vice President of Ascension, Hale Irwin, Lee Trevino, Nancy Lopez, with some local celebrities in Ozzie Smith, Craig Baruby, Ryan O'Reilly, and Ron Krzyzewski of Stiefel, who was rolling in some putts, were coming to you from the Stiefel Sports Studio. So one of our own was knocking him in, Nick. And a really good day yesterday. And I know this morning uh, a solemn, emotional ceremony on
4: 9-11. Yeah, thank you, Tommy. It was. I was uh, out here early with the lieutenant governor and a couple hundred volunteers and the military and our first responders. And it's so moving. You know, we're blessed that the Charity Classic, uh, 9-11 falls on it. It did last year, the 20th anniversary, and again this year. And it's uh, it's just so humbling to be able to pay tribute to our fallen heroes and all those that helped save lives. And uh, it's a great way to start Sunday. You know, we had a little rain this morning, but sun's out. We're playing. We're going split tea times uh, starting 11 a.m., front and back. And yesterday was an amazing day, Tommy. You were out there, and i got to say, Ron may have played the best. Uh, he not only did it roll in birdie plus on the first two holes after legends missed them, but even the ones he missed, he rolled the ball great. He hit the ball great. Uh Ryan O'Reilly couldn't be more gracious and charming. Uh talk about a guy in the prime of his career that is selfless. He is going to be a a St. Louis legend well beyond his playing years. You know that.
3: There's no doubt. That smile and his greetings to kids. He took pictures along the way and just was shaking hands with people. He had his wife and kids there. It was really a lot of fun to see the O'Reillys enjoying themselves and the entire entourage following around the group and all going to a good cause. By the way, I saw Ron on Thursday in the Pro-Am, so I saw this coming. He played great in the Pro-Am on Thursday. He hit the ball down the middle off the tee just about every time. His short game was good. he's playing with a lot of confidence. Rod Krzyzewski coming through. Well,
4: I heard he was the strength of your team, then Marina, then Freeze, and then then you. Now, I can't confirm or deny that. And, of course, two-time U.S. Open champion, Lee So, And you guys had – I followed you a little bit. I came out there and saw you guys. You guys had a bit of a crowd, and I'm just wondering, were you nervous on that first tee? I heard you striped it.
3: I'll tell you what, that first tee, you get up there. So I'm sitting there with Freeze, and Freeze said he'd been nervous for four months since I told him that he was going to play in this with me. Cause he said this is the first time I'm playing in front of a crowd since I retired. And I thought, man, you know, it's just golf. So like, you know, I hit, I hit some balls on the range. Didn't really worry about it. We come around that corner, Nick, and you know, what I'm talking about the 10th tee where you, where you find your way through the path there where all those paths intersect and there's a crowd waiting for us yeah. and, and freeze is taking pictures. And so Ron Krzyzewski, he gets up there and he hits a hybrid. So this is like, I think it was 163 uphill for where we were, Uh, long par three. Uh, He hits a hybrid up there. So then Freeze, I see he's got like an eight in his hand maybe. and I know he hits it a long way. So I go back to the cart. They both put it on the green. I go back to the cart and get my seven because I don't think I can get there with an eight. And I did stick the seven. But when they said... Tom Ackerman. My heart's like, do, 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 you know,
4: it became real. It went from being a, <laughs> wow. a theoretical thing to I'm on the tee in front of a crowd. And now I got to hit a shot. But that, you... That's the beauty of a pro-am. You know, most people don't get a chance to experience a pro-am. And I say to anybody next year, if you could get into the pro-am, get it. It's a once in a lifetime experience.
3: Absolutely. I, you just, you can't describe what it's like to walk around with all of these officials following you and, and people following you and watching your every move and shot. Uh, It really is something, and I enjoyed every second of it. It was an absolute blast. Just a final thing today. So, again, we're talking about split tees, 1 and 10. They're going off at 1110, so the gates have been open for a while. Uh, How is everything, the condition of the course, and and it looks like weather-wise you'll be okay the rest of today?
4: Yeah, we'll be clear. The sun's going to come out. We're clear that the course is in amazing shape, given the amount of rain. Mike Knoll and his team in Norwood is just extraordinary. Uh, And, you know, we have a great leaderboard. I heard Dan Reardon a little bit. Uh, We got Stricker-Harrington in that final group with Longer. That's a dream pairing. And, and right, Bernhardt is chasing Hale's 45. It's pretty interesting, Hale being a local hero. And uh, to just have the leaderboard we have, we're going to have great golf today. And we, uh, you know, we're not, we haven't even teed off yet. We got good, I'm looking out over the balcony on 18. We've got good crowds already forming. And it's gonna be, this is going to be uh, a great finish today to a great week.
3: And finally, before you go, your middle name is Charity, Ascension Charity Classic. This will be our last sports on a Sunday morning visit, I think, for a little while. So one more time, Mary Grove Boys and Girls Clubs, Urban League, among others that benefit. Nick, I know you're real proud of that.
4: I am. You know, that's the number I look at. And last year we gave almost a million dollars. This year we'll we'll exceed it. And we're going to have a new winner today. Last year it was David Tom's, unless David comes from way back. Uh, But our real champions are our three charities.
3: Have fun today. I'll see you out there in a little bit.
4: Thank you, Tommy.
3: Nick Ragone with us from Ascension and Dan Reardon as well from Norwood Hills. Jeff Smith will be with us coming up in the 11 o'clock hour to discuss the benefits over at Normandy. They're rebuilding their golf course under the watchful eye of Jack Nicholas. And this is bursting right now, St. Louis, as a golf destination. We'll talk to Jeff about that and Colin Montgomery on the course John Mozelock at 11:25 on the Cardinals. Before we turn it over to the Cardinals Radio Network at 11:40, sports on a Sunday morning from the Stiefel Sports Studio.
1: the rebound. Lenny gets out of trouble. Brings it down to the front court to, pet it. to Hagen. He stumbles back. To that bond. is
3: the voice of 50-footers. Buddy Blattner, the legendary St. Louis Hawks. Broadcaster right here on KMOX. Also did Cardinals games for many years. The Bunny Fund Golf Tournament is happening. The Bunny Fund Golf Classic, the 60th annual, at Forest Park this Thursday. And joining us is Tim Merch because an auction. Even though the tournament is sold out, you have an online auction coming up. We have a couple of minutes to speak to you about it. How are you, Tim? Uh,
9: great, Tom. Thanks for uh, letting me share all the benefits of the Buddy Fund and everything we've got going on.
3: Absolutely. We just have about a minute or so, but I wanted to make sure people know where to go and what items are available.
9: Yeah, we've got some incredible items. We've got a golfing package at St. Albans uh, for a foursome with Ozzie Smith, the Hall of Fame wizard. We've got Rumpelman whiskey. We've got uh, wine tastings. We've got a incredible amount of uh, one-of-a-kind trips and uh, numerous packages. So it's, it's something that uh, everybody throughout the St. Louis sports community would love to see. So the best way to do it is go to buddyfund.org, B-U-D-D-Y-F-U-N-D.org, and you can see the uh, auction link on there and cruise. The auction is open. And we'll be open all week until 9 o'clock this coming Friday night, the 16th.
3: Absolutely awesome. Buddyfund.org. The golf tournament is this Thursday. It is sold out. But Buddyfund.org,
0: you can take advantage of those great auction items. Back after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?